So uh, this uh, can uh, make uh, the pandemic and uh, probably the lockdown, if uh, anybody in different countries uh, still have them more interesting uh, and uh, make provide you with the memories. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz. And I have a very deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me. And even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018, to 2019 for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. I thank you all so much for the support. More than 235 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Mariana Lavrukhina. Mariana is an international law student at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko National University 
of Kiev, born in Dnipro, Mariana loves traveling, learning languages, and dancing, which was an important part of her childhood. Mariana, how are you today? Hello, um, I'm fine as usual. Thank you. I love your optimism. And so I wish to begin with something different. Tell me about language learning. How did you become interested in it? And even more importantly, why is it interesting for you? Um, actually, I started learning languages uh, from uh, my kindergarten when I was four or five years old, but I learned just a few words like uh, uh, something about fruits, something about transport, uh, hello, goodbye, uh, etc. And later when uh, I was um, in primary school, uh, I had some problems uh, with uh, learning languages uh, and uh, I had uh, bad marks uh, in English. So my parents decided to um, uh, find the private teacher for me and uh, I started learning languages uh, with uh, a young um, translator and she was a woman uh, and uh, uh, to be honest uh, she uh, did her best to uh, make me fall in love with English and later I decided to take up learning uh, German too. Thank you. So you began in kindergarten with a few words here and there. And at some point you had bad marks in English. So your parents decided to get you uh, some help. And you met a young tutor interpreter girl who did her best to make you fall in love with the English language. And you did. And later on, you began learning German, correct? Yes. Well, for example, what did she do or what did she allow you to feel or think so that you fall in love with the English language? <laughs> she um, was uh, very uh, patient uh, and probably she uh, was in love with uh, the language. So uh, we didn't uh, just... Uh, learn uh, each word uh, and uh, each translation by heart. And uh, I didn't uh, learn the grammar by heart. Uh, our lessons were interesting and we um, would uh, talk about different topics uh, that were uh, very interesting for me. And uh, we even talked about dancing, my former hobby. Uh, so uh, it was um, not... Um, uh, quite a hard uh, study. It was uh, just like uh, entertainment. That sounds like a great method to learn any language. And so you spoke about dance, which was a part of your childhood. I guess you don't dance that often or professionally nowadays. But when you, Mariana, you want to forget all studies, all problems, and to feel alive and experience your favorite emotions, what is an activity or a thing or a place or something you like to do to feel exactly how you wish to feel? Uh, 
Um, I actually feel alive when uh, I travel and when I see all those uh, different people and uh, they amuse me and different, uh, uh, and I introduce myself to different cultures. Uh, so uh, nothing makes me that uh, happy as uh, when I feel when I travel. So uh, if I wanna just uh, hang out uh, and um, uh, do it faster than uh, I can plan my uh, travel and uh, go abroad. Uh, I just uh, walk uh, near my home and I can do it with my dog or alone or with friends, uh, for example. Thank you. And how did this fascination and interest and amusement with travel and with meeting people abroad begin? How was your first trip? When was it? And what about it made you feel that this should be a part of your life for a long, long time? Um, the first trip uh, was to Turkey and uh, it was uh, in um, 2007. Uh, but uh, I don't quite remember this trip because I was only four years old. Uh, but uh, I truly um, uh, fell in love with the traveling um, maybe when uh, I uh, began understanding what people uh, tell me and when uh, I began understanding English and speaking. Uh, so it was uh, maybe five years ago. Really? So it's the missing ingredient or the ability to understand what people say because of speaking English or the language is what took the travel to becoming something really important and amazing for you, correct? Uh, yes, because uh, if you travel without being able even to speak, how can you enjoy the travel? You can just travel uh, within your uh, motherland, but uh, that's not uh, as interesting uh, as traveling abroad. So the ability to speak to people when you travel abroad what does that give you? Are you fascinated with the backgrounds and the cultures and what people say or more that you love feeling like you belong in many countries and many places and you're a citizen of the world? Or what about the ability to communicate better with people abroad when you travel that really gets you excited, interested, feeling good? Uh, the best you can um, feel uh, and see abroad um, as uh, you can uh, understand our people because uh, if uh, a person is uh, open-minded uh, and uh, uh, likes uh, communicating with others uh, uh, he or she uh, is gonna uh, just tell you all the truth about his or her country all the uh, advantages and disadvantages, uh, the history, and uh, if you tell them that you are from Ukraine or whatever country you are from, they are going to ask you about the history of your state uh, and uh, about um, any different uh, cultural things you like. Uh, so it's very interesting not to learn the culture and history of other countries with uh, teachers or with books, but um, uh, through communication with people because they will uh, uh, tell you things you won't uh, find in books or in films or anywhere else. 
Wonderful. They will tell you things about cultural activities and the history and the benefits and the negatives of any place or country that you cannot find from books, but you can find from people, correct? Yeah. You seem to really be interested in history, for example. Are you really fascinated with history? Uh, yes, uh, no, I'm um, not so fascinated as, for example, I was uh, a year ago when I uh, was scrambling from, uh, for my uh, history exam, uh, for the school living exams, and uh, uh, I began being interested uh, in history when um, I um, uh, had to prepare for the exams. Uh, now I'm interested not uh, in um, uh, exact uh, events, uh, but uh, in uh, traditions, uh, in the whole culture, in uh, different customs uh, and in people's lives, not in wars or battles, etc. Tell me about that. Customs, traditions, what is interesting for you about them? And what are your thoughts about the similarities or differences or the importance of traditions and customs in cultures? I think that the importance uh, lies in the fact that uh, uh, if uh, we do not preserve uh, our unique uh, customs uh, and uh, maybe uh, Ukrainian embroidered um, uh, shirts uh, and other things like borscht uh, and uh, uh, different uh, traditions, uh, we just uh, are likely to lose uh, our identity and to become um, probably uh, westernized or Americanized uh, so that we lose our statehood. So it's uh, very important for each country to preserve uh, its different uh, traditions, customs and uh, even clothes, uh, not uh, only because the travelers can uh, pay money and uh, pay attention to uh, the museums of each country and to different tourist attractions, but also not to become um, dependent from different uh, states. Yes, it's about sovereignty, uniqueness and identity. And since you said it's so fascinating when people from different countries tell you about the cultural things, what is something or what about the culture of Ukraine that you really, really like? Uh, I really, really like the um, fact that our people are um, pretty uh, serious, but uh, on the other hand, uh, they can be open-minded if they see that a person is, uh, for example, honest, uh, friendly, and that uh, this person is... Um, uh, similar to them. So if you uh, talk uh, to Ukrainian people uh, in a polite manner, they will uh, do the same to you. And uh, if uh, <laughs> a person uh, seems uh, like uh, uh, a typical liar or uh, a typical uh, uh, like uh, person who tries to, to offend somebody, uh, probably Ukrainian people won't uh, respect that one. Thank you. So it's a treatment that is similar to the person. If the person is good and kind, they will be good and kind. If they're rude, 
they would be rude as well, correct? Uh, yes, uh, but I think that uh, it's uh, it's a hallmark of Ukrainian people that they probably aren't uh, so uh, open to everybody as probably uh, European or uh, American uh, ones. But this doesn't mean that we aren't unique and uh, that we are somehow worse. Then tell me about you specifically. When you meet new people, do you open up quickly, maybe when you travel and self-disclose and share all you know and all your thoughts? Or are you slow when it comes to this, where you need three, four meetings to understand the person, know them better before you begin opening up and such things? Uh, I do need uh, to take time to understand uh, what person uh, do I speak to and uh, I do need time to open and to uh, tell a person something about my private life uh, and about my, for example, hobbies uh, and uh, the things I like because it's much easier for me to tell a person about the history of my of my state uh, uh, than about my own uh, biography. Why? Uh, because uh, uh, I just um, fear being uh, offended or probably I uh, don't like when people uh, um, disrespect my uh, biography or uh, try to get more and more information, which I think is private. Thank you. And you said you wouldn't like them to disrespect or offend you. At the same time, you chose international law, where many lawyers might play games and try to offend you so that you don't do a good job or put uh, pressure on you, etc. So are you more sensitive to being offended? And did you do things in order to make that stronger and less uh, you know, getting offended over things because law is difficult when someone is sensitive. Uh, honestly, uh, I did uh, take efforts to be less sensitive and I even tried to hide my emotions. So I'm in habit of hi hiding my emotions so that people can't uh, easily offend me. So I just don't show them that that, uh, uh, I feel offended uh, or upset or that uh, trouble happens to me, etc. I just uh, uh, choose uh, being um, more polite, happy and uh, maybe positive uh, and to, to show this to other people uh, and uh, rather than uh, showing them that I have real problems uh, which I don't want them to cope with. Uh, and also, you asked me about being a lawyer, and uh, I would like to tell you that, uh, as for me, every person, when he or she is a kid or a teenager, um, this person is very sensitive. But when uh, you study law and when you uh, begin working as a lawyer, you just get used to this and you... Uh, begin uh, being uh, more serious uh, and more wise uh, and other things. Uh, so nobody is uh, a perfectly um, ready person to become a lawyer, 
when he or she is a child. But then we can get used to this uh, if we want. Thank you. And you told me about getting in the habit of hiding your emotions. Is this only in professional spheres or also when you meet new people that maybe you can become friends or anything like that in the beginning, you also hide your emotions and you stay more polite and less personal? Uh, I uh, even think that uh, it's a problem for, as for me. And uh, maybe this problem uh, uh, relates not only to me, but to the whole our nation. So uh, because many people, not all of the Ukrainians, but many of them try to be more serious uh, so that uh, they uh, um, do not uh, get uh, upset or offended. Uh, and... Uh, Talking about me, uh, personally, I um, try to be reserved uh, not only uh, about uh, my uh, private information, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, in all uh, the spheres of my life, uh, not only in professional uh, and uh, at the university, but also when uh, I speak uh, to my acquaintances and when I meet different people. Uh, I'm just in habit of being reserved and shy. Thank you. One of your classmates, she said she is similar, but she noticed that she was losing friendships and opportunities for new relationships because of this. So she tries to be less serious and more uh, showing more emotions. Do you feel the same or you think you have enough friends and everything that you don't need it? Or if you meet someone special that you feel, wow, I want to become friends with this person or to know them, then you become more open and show them you like them rather than being reserved? Or how does it go for you? Uh, if uh, the person is uh, worse, uh, uh, taking the risk uh, and uh, being uh, open with him or her, I will definitely uh, do this and uh, try everything to become friends with him uh, or her. But um, uh, as you said, uh, the, uh, one of my classmates uh, told you that uh, she lost uh, some friendships uh, because of this. And I see this um, so-called side effect of my shyness uh, very often. I just, uh, I just uh, continue being reserved. So this... Um, uh, so that way I can seem to be um, not polite and maybe, <laughs> and maybe a bad person for them. I don't believe you're a bad person, but I can understand it. And just to understand the difference, because this is so intriguing. Imagine two people. One person, you're polite and reserved because they're normal, you have no interest but you meet someone that you like them, they remind you of you, or you like them a lot for any reason, even if you stay shy and reserved, is there anything you do different with the person that you like that maybe someone listening and dealing with Ukrainians can guess based on your behavior, thinking, oh, so maybe when they are shy and reserved, but there is this small thing that lets me know that they're not like hating me or anything like that, that it's they like me, but they're still in the beginning of knowing each other. 
Uh, I don't uh, behave uh, exactly in the same way if I want to attract a person. I just start being uh, more active. Uh, so if I stay uh, as reserved uh, as I do usually, I won't attract anybody. So if uh, uh, I want to befriend anybody, uh, I do my best for this. Thank you. So is it similar to your classmate where she said she decided to go to the person and say hello to them and begin the friendship? Or is that too big of a step for your personality? Uh, I usually write to, to different people private messages or if uh, I am uh, in a big company of people, uh, uh, yes, I can uh, meet uh, a person and say, hello, I'm Mariana, to anybody. That's not uh, a big step, I think. That's just a few words. Thank you. So any person where you write first a message to them, you're interested to know them better. Yes, uh, or uh, I can uh, write them a message if I want them to do something for me. Or if uh, I uh, would like to engage them to some projects uh, in our student life or, or something. How wonderful now. People can know you like them <laughs> when they receive a message. After listening, your friends can think, wow, she likes me and you can build many friendships and it will help you a lot in your life and I'm happy about that tell me though about your dog some people say dogs are better than humans other people say your dog is like a member of your family or your child or your sister or your brother or a little angel that is so pure and full of love how do you think about your dog do you feel dogs are in some ways better than people? And uh, tell me about everything. Uh, to tell you about my dog, uh, uh, like she is the best dog I have ever seen. Uh, and uh, uh, if in speaking of uh, <laughs> uh, the thought that dogs are better than humans, I don't really think so. They maybe are more sincere and uh, more and they are uh, kind uh, so they won't uh, uh, ever uh, lie to you or something uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> but dogs uh, aren't uh, better than humans because they are not uh, as educated uh, intelligent uh, Thank you. So is education and intelligence a criteria that is of high importance when you're knowing people and communicating with them and making friendships? Uh, yes, uh, it's uh, the highest criteria probably. Uh, if the person is uh, educated uh, and uh, intelligent, clever, uh, so he or she is... Uh, uh, definitely interesting uh, and uh, uh, the uh, beauty of uh, a single person uh, is not uh, as important because uh, if you uh, are friends uh, you just don't care about anything you can hang out uh, together and uh, always uh, have different topics to uh, discuss. Uh, the, uh, the topic can be uh, different, but uh, with some people you just can't uh, 
talk about, uh, for example, studying or traveling just because uh, they uh, are so fond of uh, celebrities or their uh, personal lives. So they don't uh, take time to think about something better. Yes, I understand what you mean. And I want to know then, is education and intelligence and being clever for you important because you admire and respect such a person or because they're not boring so you can speak about all topics and not like and feel you're learning interesting things instead educated people can be called my uh, role models Uh, so when i see even my uh, groupmates uh, that uh, read a lot of books that uh, Uh, take up new hobbies uh, and that uh, develop uh, themselves and broaden their minds uh, literally every day. I uh, um, look at them and I think that uh, I'm very lucky to uh, know them and to study in this university so I can uh, meet uh, such people. Thank you. And is broadening horizons very similar to travel? Do both whether studying or traveling, accomplish a similar thing in broadening horizons? I think they are quite similar because uh, while traveling, you uh, are uh, studying, but not the traditional way. You are uh, learning uh, new cultures uh, and uh, the facts about different nations, but not uh, by reading books, uh, uh, rather uh, by... uh, listening to different guides uh, or just people that you meet uh, on streets. Thank you very much. And tell me about dance. Is there something now, and don't just say walking with your dog, that is replacing that feeling and enjoyment and fitness and experience of dance for you now? Because I imagine you stopped it. Uh, I didn't really... Uh, feel um, so delighted when I dance because that was not my dream hobby uh, and but that was uh, such a useful uh, uh, time and uh, the place where I could uh, spend my energy uh, and uh, other resources and meet uh, new people but that wasn't my uh, dream sport because I don't really enjoy uh, doing sports uh, I like uh, just walking and uh, going sightseeing uh, in my um, own city uh, or um, taking some uh, new courses uh, and uh, getting to know new information in different fields of studies. Thank you, Mariana. And tell me about people, because the most interesting thing for you when you travel is communicating with people. When you spoke about Ukraine, you speak about the people it seems that people are so important for you, yet you are someone reserved. So I don't understand it. Is it that you're so reserved that you love people because you miss them? Or is it that you wish you were like an extrovert, loud person? Or is it that people allow you to develop because you learn from them and you prefer real experience, not too much from theory? Or what is it about it? Because normally, People who can be reserved and closed and shy 
are uncomfortable around people or they say we don't like people we just want one or two people in our lives and no new friends uh, uh yes uh, as far as i'm reserved uh, i do not always feel comfortable among different people and uh, um probably uh, i uh, can't uh, open uh, quickly to uh, different people in uh, big companies but when uh, i speak uh, to person uh, loner i can uh, uh, enjoy the communication and uh, i am uh, um more a listener than a speaker so uh, i can um, uh, ask uh, somebody a question and then uh, uh, see the reaction and if the person likes the topic we can communicate and communicate uh, about this uh, uh, thing uh, uh, a lot so the thing that i like uh, the most in communication with people and in ukrainians that uh, if uh, the person really likes uh, what uh, he or she does and that uh, and if uh, the person has uh, a single hobby or job uh, he or she can talk about it for ages and that's interesting for me because i see the different destinies of different people and they all are unique and amazing thank you and so let's ask on a more spiritual metaphysical way then do you believe in a big destiny Do you believe in karma, manifestation, things like that? Or are you very practical, pragmatic, and you only believe in what you see? Actually, I'm a more pragmatic person, and uh, uh, I don't rely on destiny, on different chances, and I don't wait uh, for the gods to bless me and uh, for uh, uh, the destiny and uh, karma to bring me luck. So I just uh, believe in myself and I think that uh, I can uh, everything I can do and achieve everything by myself uh, with the with uh, the support of my parents and friends and different people I meet and uh, there is no need uh, for religion or maybe destiny to help me and anybody Thank you. So are you a confident girl? Do you trust and believe in yourself and in everything you do? Yes, now I think that uh, I'm just right on my place and I do everything that I want because uh, I uh, have all the opportunities uh, near me and next to me. I just see uh, all the motivated people and uh, all the chances my university and uh, um other places give to me so i think that uh, everything will be all, all right in my life and i don't even doubt about this thank you and in addition to all the studies you study and all the work you do do you love movies do you love novels and classic books do you love reading or painting or something artistic in that way uh, i used to Uh, I used to uh, uh, draw when I was a child, uh, and uh, but later I just uh, quit because uh, uh, I de- I decided that's not <laughs> the thing I would like to waste uh, time on. Uh, and later I uh, started watching uh, different teenage sequels, uh, uh, but now I. Uh, 
usually watch uh, dramas uh, and uh, some legendary films uh, like uh, the Requiem for a Dream or uh, uh, other similar uh, impressive uh, movies uh, which uh, were very popular when they were just released. Uh, talking about the books, uh, I uh, read them uh, not on a regular basis because uh, I uh, uh, can't uh, uh, be engaged uh, and uh, read uh, a lot. Uh, I just can't uh, uh, concentrate for maybe two, three hours on one single book. I need to find uh, something else uh, to engage, to be engaged with and to, to do. Oh, tell me about that. So are you someone who doesn't like being bored? I know nobody likes it, but I mean, do you get bored? Uh, frequently if you're not doing interesting things, new things, having new conversations with people? I think uh, I'm a person uh, that uh, can't uh, concentrate on anything. And uh, I know that is a result of my using social media when I uh, see uh, different uh, people and uh, images, uh, texts, and uh, I do not... Uh, pay more than one minute to one picture. So I just got used to, to swiping and to changing social media and other things I do, uh, just changing one uh, activity to another. Uh, so, uh, and that's, uh, that can, call, can be called a problem for me because I can't uh, sit on one place for many hours, unless I understand. Thing is really interesting. No, say that again. You said unless the thing is quite interesting. Unless, unless the thing is really interesting. Yes, like social media. And I wanted to ask you about that. Many people argue that, yes, social media destroys attention spans. Yes, it shows an unrealistic image of people destroying self-esteem, which is really horrible, all those things. But they say it actually helped the younger Ukrainian generations because it opened their minds to a lot of philosophy and wisdom and uh, bloggers who post about like hope and motivation and things like that. Do you agree or disagree? Do you believe that social media is more negative than positive or do you believe it had some really big positive impact on the minds and attitudes and mindsets of young ukrainians uh, i think that social media has more positive sides than negative because uh, uh, I meet many people there and uh, uh, if uh, I didn't uh, use uh, my Instagram account, uh, I wouldn't even be uh, interviewed now and um, also uh, I wouldn't uh, know um, many things about uh, uh, other countries and uh, maybe my life wouldn't be as interesting as it is now. Uh, but uh, talking about the negative aspects, um, there are uh, many of them too, because some people even have mental diseases because of um, seeing other people uh, uh, that they are better than them, uh, as they think, uh, as they think, uh, and uh, because uh, of uh, lack 
of um, real life and real communication with people. I agree with you. That's absolutely correct. And I'm curious, you love to travel, you're studying international law, which is about different countries and different uh, international structures. What would be your dream career, job or profession? Would it be something international, something in another country or traveling from country to country or in Ukraine, but it involves foreigners? Or what is to you something that will be your vision, the biggest opportunity and give you the life path that will make you feel so happy? My dream job uh, has always been uh, the hardest question for me because uh, Uh, I definitely know that uh, I would like to interact with different uh, languages, cultures and people, but uh, I don't uh, think that uh, I have uh, an ideal vision of my future profession. Because if I study international law, that doesn't mean that I will uh, be only an international lawyer in future. I can still uh, find uh, something else for me and uh, do whatever I want. So I, I'm just trying to live in the present and uh, enjoy the present moments. If uh, I change the career later, that wouldn't be a big problem. I just believe in myself uh, and I think that everything will be all right, uh, um, uh, independent uh, of uh, my occupation and uh, the place I live. Thank you. Yes, a lot of wisdom in what you said, a lot of confidence as well. And since you mentioned, I need to ask this, although I am guessing the answer, but a lot of the girls who are on my podcast who are shy and reserved, they say they often have a very serious face, so much that sometimes people from in the street or in when they're shopping or sitting in a park, not with their friends. They will think, why is this girl so angry? Is she sad? Or is she like a bad person? But no, she can have a lot of emotions inside. Is that your situation? And did you notice that about you, that your face can be very serious, but your emotions can be big and different and maybe happy? Uh, yes, uh, I feel this problem and uh, I think that's just a bad habit. Like some people smoke, some people drink and some people uh, pretend to not to feel anything because they just want to be more secured this way. But if you are reserved, you don't uh, really... Uh, interact anybody and you don't really feel uh, secured because uh, the thing that can protect you from uh, anything uh, are uh, different uh, people and uh, their support and help so (laughs) i just need to quit that bad habit i understand and i want to make sure because you said pretending not to feel anything well If you look at your emotions, do you feel strong emotions? Are you emotional? And I don't mean you're a drama queen or a crybaby, but I mean, like, do you feel all the emotions all the time, full of emotions, like waves and enjoying the emotions? Or because you're shy and reserved, even your emotions are a bit less strong than 
you think should be? I think that uh, I'm a regular, normal person and uh, I feel all the spectrum of emotions uh, that people can have, but uh, uh, definitely not all the time. I like being calm and staying in calm uh, places, so not to feel very disturbed or extremely happy uh, for no reason, just like a regular person. Thank you, Mariana. And I want to extract your wisdom in two ways. One, is there a general life advice for people that want to have, like you, opportunities near them and a lot of hope and optimism for the future where they can try so many things and be around great people? And second, How did you deal with the pandemic? And do you have any advice to people who became depressed because of the pandemic? If uh, I answer uh, to your uh, first question, I can give uh, advice to people who are uh, not so confident in themselves and who even don't believe that everything will be okay in their lives. You can just try to uh, find uh, uh, other people and uh, to change your surrounding uh, if you want to be more confident. Uh, because that helped, helped me when uh, I left uh, school and, and met uh, uh, many, many uh, different uh, and uh, friendly people who just uh, uh, know how to treat me and uh, who uh, never uh, tell me anything bad and to whom I'm glad to... Uh, tell anything and uh, with uh, whom uh, I'm glad to share the secrets. Uh, And uh, about the pandemic, uh, I would like uh, people uh, to take the risks and maybe to uh, uh, find something interesting uh, for themselves uh, to do, Uh, just like different courses, maybe strange uh, things uh, like uh, going uh, uh, diving or something else. Uh, uh, The things which you will remember when you're old. So uh, this uh, can uh, make uh, the pandemic and uh, probably the lockdown, if uh, anybody in different countries uh, still have them, more interesting uh, and uh, make provide you with memories. Thank you so much, Mariana. This was so wonderful. It was honestly an honor, a privilege, a great time with you. And if people want to follow you on the evil social media, if you are to say that, what is the best social network to communicate with you or to follow you? And I'll make sure to write it in the description. And is there any interesting project for you that you wish to talk about, if you have any that you wish to speak about? Uh, I don't know what to tell you about the projects, uh, but uh, I would like to say to different students uh, who probably listen to these podcasts uh, uh, that they uh, should uh, be engaged in student life uh, more actively if uh, they... uh, don't do it uh, now because that gives you great opportunities and uh, that uh, allows you to find uh, 
students who may help you if you are in trouble or just uh, can uh, make your life more amazing. And uh, turning to the social media, uh, you can find me on Instagram. My nickname is Mariana Lavruhina. Uh, and uh, on Telegram if you want. Thank you so much, Mariana. It's honestly wonderful to have spoken with you and I wish you a great day. Thank you. And uh, it's a pleasure for me to be interviewed by you.